Welcome to the Talent Acquisition Innovators Radio, the podcast for talent acquisition aficionados, HR lovers, and recruitment professionals out there looking to get inspired and challenge traditional approaches to hiring. Here, we'll discuss the ins and outs of the recruitment process, engaging fresh talent, managing tough internal hiring dilemmas, and of course, the future of talent acquisition. I'm your host, Sim Samra from Recruitee. I'll be quizzing the experts, asking the burning questions, and of course, bringing you great guests each episode. By the end of every episode, we'll offer a few hypotheticals and of course, tips to take back to your team and workplace. While hiring managers and talent acquisition teams share a common goal, which is to hire the best people for their organization, they may not always see eye to eye. To discuss that further, I'm joined by Glenn Ferguson, recruiter at Katawiki, to get his thoughts on how to improve the alignment between HR and recruiters. Glenn, it's nice to have you with us. To begin, would you give our listeners a brief introduction into what you do and a little bit about your company, please? Yeah, sure. Hi, Sam. It's really great to be here. Thanks for inviting me, firstly. And yeah, I'm a recruiter. Uh, My technical title at Katawiki is business recruiter, and I deal with all of the commercial recruitment. So with the superclusters, so Katawiki is an online platform. We are an auction house, and the superclusters is basically all of the categories that we manage. So I manage recruiting of experts, which could be anything from a Renaissance art specialist to an Italian wine specialist or a bonsai tree specialist, or even an expert in coins for Spain or coins for Germany, for instance. Um, And also I do a bit of sales, a bit of marketing and ad hoc legal roles as well. So I'm a bit bit of everything, a bit of an all-rounder. And yeah, I've been working mainly in the startup scale-up industry in recruitment now for a few years now. Nice. I'm going to kick off with... The first question, which is, what are the biggest gripes that recruiters and HR managers have with one another? Great question. Uh, And I feel like it's one that we come back to maybe every day as a recruiter. Hiring manager, of course, they want to hire. So their main question would be, where are all the candidates? Or why is this taking so long? And I think the recruiters, maybe one of their main gripes is, you know, why are you being so fussy? Just pick somebody. Um, I've given you all the options. Or my favorite pet peeve is when a hiring manager wants to see three candidates, three really good candidates that give any one of them the job uh, and they want to choose one. Uh, It's probably my gripe if there is one. (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, the whole purpose of this podcast is to see how HR and uh, recruiters can work closer together in harmony how can they use each other's skills to their advantage rather than as points of contention? Hiring managers, they obviously have huge networks and they're the expert when it comes to hiring the type of people that they want to hire, like be it personality-wise or the type of person to fit in with the team or be it skills-based. So I think often giving them the time of day and giving them more of a voice in that process and and asking them more questions around the role, I think maybe is something that some recruiters uh, and myself included would take a little bit to advantage. I think it's really good to spend time with them and really great to, to ask them more questions around the role and really to get a full 360 view of what they're looking for. It can, it can save a lot of frustration later on down the track. Yeah. 
And not only that, I also mean take the opportunity to speak about sourcing and where to find these people and also softer skills as well. So I think really having these 360 conversations really in depth with hiring managers can put you off to a great start and I think is, is, a, is a really great starting point in general. Something that recruiters can advantage a little bit more or hiring managers could advantage for the recruiters a little bit more is probably uh, utilize our perceptions and around emotional intelligence a little more. I think that recruiters often have a really good sense of who someone is in a short amount of time. And it's our job mm-hmm. to speak to people all the time over the phone or meet them in person. So we're always looking for signals. We're always looking for something that the candidate maybe is or isn't telling us or looking for talents. So I think really, especially when it comes to the final final stages of, of an issue process, if they have to decide between a few different candidates, I think our perceptions could really be utilized a little more in that process. just want to get your thoughts on um, collaborative hiring, uh, bringing even more people into the process of uh, finding the right people and getting them uh, on board. Do you think it overcomplicates the process or do you think actually hiring really benefits from having, having all these different opinions uh, coming in? And it actually does help you filter out to find the best talent. Uh, or do you think there's just too many voices in the mix when HR and recruiters sometimes have difficulty aligning? I have a specific way of working around that. I definitely like as many people's opinions as possible, but I like them to come to me <laughs> so that I can filter out what I like and what I don't like to make sure the hiring manager doesn't become overwhelmed with all of these opinions and decisions. I think there is obviously such a thing as too many cooks in the kitchen, but Mm -hmm. as long as all of these opinions are taken into context and into perspective, I don't mind them. So I'm I'm happy to get them, but I wouldn't like them to be a kind of open slather of people's opinions and deciding who we hire. I I try to minimize that conversation uh, and make sure that these uh, comments are directed at me usually. What tools can be used to allow recruiters and hiring managers to easily communicate and collaborate? And, and how can collaboration be measured? I mean, obviously, in recruiting, I've used it before. Um, just tagging the hiring manager in the, in the candidate profile is, is great. They get an email, they go straight to the candidate profile, they know who you're talking about. It's all really well managed, actually, from that point of view. But I think in keeping momentum moving forward, uh, some companies like to create WhatsApp groups around hiring. Some companies like to have Slack groups around hiring. I think utilizing as much conversation points as you can around that is always beneficial and checking in informally is always really great as well because maybe you forgot to tell someone yesterday in that really long email that you wrote that you can quickly tell them in Slack. I think as many and as much communication you can have with the hiring managers and other interviewers and interviewer parties is, is always to be encouraged, I believe. Have you had many negative experiences with hiring managers yourself? I wouldn't say negative experiences, certainly challenges especially when a hiring manager really has a certain specific idea about who they want to hire, it's very Mm -hmm. difficult to change their mind on that. And the way I usually would do it is back up all of my conversation or talking points with data. So Mm -hmm. if they really want a certain type of person, but you know that person doesn't exist at the moment, I'd get out there and research as much as the market, throw as much data at them as you can, like how many people that you've sourced, how many people that you've reached out to, the reply rates, the interview rates, how many people have only reached the first interview, second interview, third interview, and all the dropout points in between, to use all this data to back up your argument and then to say, I don't think what you're looking for right now is possible. 
is it possible to change the scope of the role? Can we change from a mm-hmm. junior to a senior or a senior to a junior? I think then being realistic about market expectation and then, yeah, and what the business really actually needs is, is, is kind of crucial to those conversations. But yeah, I'd say that's when I struggle and have challenges is, is, is certainly around, if it's around filling a position, that would be what it's about. Given that we're in a global health crisis at the moment, I just wanted to get your thoughts on how much um, face time should recruiters be having with hiring managers through, throughout their recruitment processes right now, um, where the traditional recruiting methods have sort of gone out the window and we're now having to adjust to um, more remote working uh, abilities. How can recruiters sort of overcome these challenges we're, we're facing in the industry at the moment? Do you mean FaceTime uh, in terms of like a video chat or do you mean um, being present in? As in virtually, there's not too many people uh, who can go back to the office and have in-person conversations. So to be able to have that communication done virtually now, yeah. like how often should they be um, deliberating with hiring managers uh, in order to really get the hiring process up and running again? Yeah, I mean, I think I have communication with all of my hiring managers every day via Slack or via chat. And then I'd say at least once or twice a week, I also have a check-in with them virtually via Google Hangouts as our system that we use. And that's also really important because other things can just come up. But it's also, you know, a smile can never be underestimated, I think, is really important to also have that face-to-face contact, not only by phone, but also it's definitely virtually, just so that they know exactly what you mean and, and know uh, that while maybe you're pushing them, uh, you're also happy and doing it with a smile and there's nothing to be uh, frustrated about. What hiring metrics should recruiters be focused on and re- reviewing with their hiring managers? I think time to hire is a good one just to keep the process moving and active and present in their minds. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some roles go really quickly, some roles don't. And yeah, sure, maybe some of it is a bit of luck. Maybe a candidate just applied or maybe, maybe the sourcing went really, really well. But I think it's, it's, it's always a good thing to look at and, and, and then look at reasons why that time may have been slower than previous times and, and can you really put a pinpoint to it or can you learn something from it? I think is, is really great. But then also a metric I love to look at is retention rates in, in staff um, or if someone's just started and they've left, why is that? You know, can we stop that from happening again? Is there a way, is there a better question to ask them in the recruitment process? Is there a way to stop that from happening? Because in the end, uh, the less people who leave a company is the less roles I'll have to open to replace them and the less work I have to do. So I'm always really interested in, yeah, those two things. I think retention and time to hire. Are you also collecting a lot of data back from employee surveys and exit interviews to find out why it's causing those levels of retention. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's definitely a crossover here in between a HR advisor's role and also a recruiter's role. Obviously, you don't want to overstep the boundaries, but I try and get as much information as possible. I, I, I often have a very close relationship with people that I hire and then put them into the company. I like to really be present in their journey. So if somebody leaves, then... I think, okay, I need to know exactly why I'll go and talk to them or what's the problem? Is there something I can fix? You know, for, for two points, I think everyone should be absolutely happy and and feel welcome and comfortable at work and should be happy to do that. And also it should be a learning for me if, if, if someone's gone into a role and they weren't happy or comfortable there. Do you ever do regular employee satisfaction surveys? 
Definitely. Yeah, I think we do them four times a year, but maybe don't quote me on that because uh, I'm sure HR would have something to say about that. But I, I've already filled one in, in this year. Yeah, so I think we do them quite often, yes. Okay. Um, I have a big question to throw at you next. Um, at LinkedIn, the product team uses an interviewer scorecard to spot its top interviewers and identify opportunities to coach those who might be struggling. So do you think it's worth rating hiring managers on things like responsiveness and interviewing skills then offering to coach them for the next time? Yeah, definitely. I mean, in the end, recruiters have a business function and there's a reason why their business needs to hire these people so that they can have growth or so that they can expand to different markets. It's really crucial to, to a strategy of a business to make these hires. And if something is standing in the way or if, if, if a hiring manager or even um, a recruiter as well for that, for that matter is mm-hmm. doing something not effectively or not so well, I think that it should be brought to their attention. They should be given an opportunity to be trained or coached. And if there was resistance there, then, also, I'd look at the values of the company and think that is that resistance in line with the values of the company? Can we agree on something and can we push forward? And even to go as far as to putting it into their KPIs, I think obviously uh, I have a bias in that I am a recruiter. I would love every hiring manager to be managed in KPIs of, of his uh, effectiveness in the interviewing process. But I think why not? I think it's a great idea. What about those recruiters who may have a difficult time actually being confronting to a hiring manager? What advice would you give them to to give constructive feedback? Well, there's a couple of books I'm reading at the moment. Um, I'd read I'd read a few books. The probably the number one best one uh, would be Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. I've read that. It's an awesome yeah. book. I, I've read a few of her books and, and she also does them more on like business communication and being vulnerable and effective in businesses. I think she is wonderful and anything she says is gold. But I think having brave and honest conversations with, with hiring managers and not being afraid to voice your opinion is great for a start. But of course, it's not easy. But I think there's many tools and many things that you can do to back up those arguments and to have non-emotional, uh, statistic-based objective conversations and I think you know the more data that you have them and present it as as facts you know it is proven because xyz it didn't work and now it is working or whatever the scenario is I think mm-hmm. making recruitment more of a science than uh, oh I think this or I think this obviously helps you to have these conversations because that's how business is based and how it works so I think the more data you can pull and the more objectively you can present arguments or facts I think the the easier time you will have awesome my next question is people are influenced by people they like so do you ever take the time to get to know hiring managers on a personal level absolutely I think it's integral to us or recruiters in a business to get to know everybody on a personal level but certainly on for hiring managers uh, it really helps with decision making because if you know that that candidate that you have to put forward is really interested in cars say and the hiring manager is also really interested in cars you know they're going to connect on another level and and people's interests can tell a lot about somebody uh, sometimes a lot sometimes not much but I think it's it's always worth a shot so I like to get to know my hiring managers personally if I can and it just helps in business relationships as well like if you're getting offended by something that somebody has said or you think oh god I wish they wouldn't say it like that or the more that you know them and the more personal relationship that you have with them the more that you'd feel comfortable just going up and saying 
hey, I didn't like the, the way you said that or what did you mean by that or can we talk about it? I think I'd encourage all business relationships to be more personal. So what advice can you give to recruiters who would like to build authority with hiring managers? Do they need to do more than showcase ownership over the recruitment strategy for roles? Yeah, definitely by showcasing ownership and controlling as much of it as possible, for sure, is, is, is a good way to start. And I think that's kind of integral to be taken seriously and to take ownership over the whole process. The more you speak about the process and the more you speak about yourself as an expert, I mean, keeping in mind we are experts, it's our job, we've been doing this for a number of years, making sure that we sit in the seat of, of the expert and you know, educate them about the hiring process and how the hiring process can be and how you like to do things and also how yeah. they like to do things, you know, it's give and take. I think the more the more process driven and the more you check in with them, the more authority you'll have and the more the more trust you'll be able to gain. Glenn, we're almost out of time. I just wanted to ask if you have any lasting words on HR and recruiter alignment. Yeah, I think to close and in summary, I'd probably like to say that always in, and lean into uncomfortable situations, I think. Um, mm-hmm. if, if you're feeling uncomfortable with a certain relationship, pick at it. You know, I, I'd be curious. I'd go, and, I'd go and ask them for a coffee, go and ask them to sit down. You know, don't feel shy or timid in, in your business communication. Make sure that you know, you're, there's really uh, an ebb and flow in, in that communication and, and go out there and, and own the processes and, and make the hires. Thank you for your time today, Glenn. Thank you. Thanks, Ian. It was great to catch up. Thanks again for joining us on the Talent Acquisition Innovators Radio. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And of course, if you did, feel free to share it on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or wherever you're most active. And if you'd like to be updated on when our next podcast is going to be released, you can sign up at blog.recruity.com slash podcast. See you in the next one.